rushing back at you, ladies and gentlemen. It is two nerdy black guys. I am your host, King Kaz, or I am one of your hosts, as people call it, because sometimes you have a host that you have a show that has more than one host. The other host would be DJM. That's me. I'm I'm the other host. Hi, everybody. You welcome to are... two nerdy black guys. This is a podcast that Brandon Cooper, King Kaz, and I do. Of course, all of you out there are fans of Brandon and his work at Drunk Kids Gaming and his fantastic podcast. Pass yeah, his podcast work. See, he's the podcaster. I'm not. I'm the guy that screws up and stammers over everything. Uh, I'm here. I'm the other guy. And uh, how have you been, Mr. Cooper? How's everything going? I have been pretty good. Everything's kind of getting back up and running. Um, we got we got the DKG Well podcast back up and running. Uh, we're slowly releasing the episodes, and I know Curly said we've gotten a few tweets and and other things about uh, episodes disappearing, and that's because the website crashed, and we had to repopulate everything. And and Curly being the like kind of close to a millennial he is, he doesn't he didn't save like the backlog of things. So he was like freaking out, like, oh no, I don't I don't have any of the episodes. I don't know what's going I was like, Oh yeah, no, I have I have them all. I have the original files, I have the MP3s, I have everything because I, I save everything just in case. Like, Amen so to that. Um, when I was rebuilding we're just, we're just, Yeah. Uh-huh. We're just slowly uh, I, doing it. Cool. When I had to rebuild Delta Julia Mike, I freaked out because I thought, I don't have the backups to anything. Oh, I have the backups to everything, including the WordPress database, and everything's backed up through the podcast host, too, so all of the MP3s are going to be exactly where they are. Yeah. All right, that's pretty sweet. We're good. So, yeah, um, yeah I get it. So, kids out there, if you're doing any kind of internet content... Make sure you save the video files, because you never know. Uh, th- this yeah, is no, your no. periodic back-your-shit-up message, but yeah, so, your video files, your audio files, all of the stuff that you edit through your editing software, have that crap saved, because it really is important to have that stuff saved. So one of, one of the things we always used to do on this show was we always, we always used to talk about creating content and like all these kind of things or whatever, right? And that's one of those things. I, I don't ever remember if we, if we drove that point home as much as we did other things, but whenever you get into the, the creative internet content thing, right? Always have backups. Always, always have backups. And, and I don't just mean, I don't just mean take your files, edit them, upload them. And then have the version that you uploaded, have the version that you recorded as well. You know, like, like do when you, when you do audio editing, do non-destructive editing, just edit it, make your copy of your MP3 and then leave that original file as it was. Um, because I always love the stuff right here at home. Yeah, because because one, you never know what's gonna happen, right? You just never, ever, ever right. know what's gonna happen. Like there, there might actually be a fire, <laughs> and you might have to get get out of your home and save your computer and save your hard drive because there's a fire. Yes. That might actually happen, guys. For yes. real, it might um, actually happen. I'm not fucking kidding. I I haven't done it yet. But I, I have the ability to do it now, and I might look into it now that I have that ability. Offsite backups. Even if you don't, even if you don't use a service offsite backup, just, just get like a, um, 
Just get a nice, you know, like portable hard drive, upload your files to them, give them to your parents. <laughs> you know? Like yeah, for sure. Like, get get a get like a terabyte drive and just you know or or a friend who doesn't live with you just just be like all right i'm gonna upload you know all my youtube my my videos that i made for this week for my youtube channel if you even if you're just a vlogger just all right put them all on there and then give that back to your friend just go get it every couple weeks upload all your 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 latest content and just put that there you know make sure your sex tapes are not on that drive that's important. <laughs> yeah, don't hold Coke in it. Don't hold Coke in it. Um, keep keep the sex tapes elsewhere. Or do hold Coke in it because then you get a bunch of money for for suing people. Wait. Well, you pretty much have to be like super duper famous and can afford like crazy good lawyers. That's the important. Yeah, thing. yeah. You can afford. There is lawyers. that part of it. There is that part of it. So don't hold Coke in it. Unless you're Hulk Hogan, then you Hulk Hogan it, as I think. Or you're think looking to, or you're looking to to branch off into porn. You know, hey, maybe you never do what know. you do. You do what you know. do. I I I hear the money's good. Yeah, so I hear. So there is something else. Um, I wanted to ask you about, and I was looking for it, but I can't find it. And I don't. I don't need the original articles, but. We talked a couple of days ago about kind of not a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, about kind of the the uh whitewashing or or I don't want to call it whitewashing, but the you know not uh the black people not always getting the roles they should sometimes thing and the the yeah. kind of weird way japan views people in it black people in certain culture things and things like that and now with the ghost in the shell movie we're starting to have that conversation or that conversation is starting to be had for asian people did you see the video uh, about people in japan uh when they were asked their opinion on it i have not seen that one all right, that one was on The Verge a few weeks ago, and the reaction from Japanese people was much different from uh, Americans, whereas Americans were very, very upset at the movie studio whitewashing the main character, Motoko Kusanagi. Uh, on the other hand, Japan was kind of uh, ambivalent about it. Uh, they were kind of like, well, I guess, I guess Americans have higher standards for that kind of thing than we do. But yeah, I guess I can understand why they're upset. Uh, and also there were some people that said that they don't necessarily identify the major as Japanese, which mm-hmm. I found really fascinating because on one hand, her name is Motoko Kusanagi. They live in Japan. This is a very Japanese franchise. But uh, I guess they don't see her necessarily as a Japanese woman. Maybe it's because she's a cyborg. I don't know. Maybe it's because she has facial features that don't usually match what we see with Japanese women. You can agree and disagree on that. But the general consensus was, hey, they got the hair right. 
which <laughs> they did. They did get the hair right, yeah. if nothing else. And given that it is Scarlett Johansson, I'm still fairly receptive to it, just because I think she's a great actress. So I, I found you... the I, I found the reaction to it from Japan to be rather fascinating. Sorry, Cass, go ahead. No, no, no. I wanted to let you finish because I was just going to ask a silly question and ask if you've ever seen Aeon Flux. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There, there was a movie um, for it too. That's what I'm, no, no, no. I, me- I meant the movie because I think she plays. Oh. I think Scarlett Johansson plays um, oh, the main who, character who, in that as who, well. No, no, that was that was Charlize Theron. Is that not her? Oh, that Charlize Char- Theron. <laughs> Charlize Theron. Um, which, oh, I don't know how you. I, wait, is it is it her? Please, what? Uh, a vamp while I look this up. All right, well, folks, uh, I, I actually thought Kaz was talking about the the original MTV series Aeon Flux for you older millennials like Kaz and I that remember when MTV actually had stuff that was cool. Uh, that this show Aeon Flux was kind of a a futuristic sci-fi where the main character was an assassin, but she always died. She died a lot. Uh, that was not the case with Aeon Flux the movie. Uh, starring Charlize Theron. Uh, this was kind of one of those movies that you'll probably see on the sci-fi channel very often. And it's probably a very quick find on Netflix. Wasn't exactly a, a five-star movie. But I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the Aeon Flux franchise. No secret. I love Ghosts in the Shell. I'm not totally against what's happening with the movie, but as always, mm-hmm. I do see both sides of it. Go ahead, Cass. Oh, I'm getting all my my white actresses mixed up because because then you said Charlize Theron. I thought I was getting ready to bring her up with the other one that everybody's losing their minds with, which was the dark the move the character in the Doctor Strange movie, uh, who's known as the um... the teacher, the ancient one. But that's Tilda Swinton. Or swim, oh yeah, so, so she, she's swim, the swim. one that she's the one that people say looks like Conan O'Brien. Yeah, so she's playing a character who is supposed to be this this old ancient um, sorcerer, um, and in the comic books and things like that, it has generally been a male. So everybody initially was like, "Oh, hey, fuck yeah, it's a lady playing this this what has been a predominantly male character." But then everyone else freaked out and was like, "Yeah, that's also supposed to be an Asian person." <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, in the case of Tilda Swinton, she has kind of made her success on being a bit on the androgynous side. Uh, throughout her career. So yeah. in a lot of ways, the idea of her playing a male character isn't totally out of the question. Now, playing an Asian character, well, that remains to be seen. And, and again, well, well, let, let, Kaz, let's go back to that Iron Man movie where Sir Ben was- Kingsley <laughs> played the Mandarin, which was right. all kinds of fucked up. <laughs> That was just wrong. <laughs> oh, never I watched the Cinema Sins for that last night. It's fucking funny, man. <laughs> oh, Kaz, have you seen like this dude on YouTube that actually does like 
everything wrong with everything wrong with this cinema sins video it's a dude that actually takes the the cinema sins video and actually says nah this dude is full of crap all of these nitpicks are absolute garbage have you seen this i haven't seen those i haven't seen those but i will i will admit i've watched a lot of the cinema sins videos um and i enjoy them and i'll say there are some that are very good there are some that are very critically good then there are some that are just meant to be funny there are definitely some where it's very nitpicky and it's very just picking out things that are funny rather than what would be classified as legitimate cinema sins um and that's fine you know because it's 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 more meant to be an entertainment thing than a critique but it draws this really weird line and i'm i'm somewhat fine with it in a in a in a way um but yeah there there are ones that i have seen where i'm just like Oh, you are. You are reaching, bro. <laughs> you are. Yeah, there are a are, lot of those. You are looking for hay in a haystack. <laughs> for real. Um, hey, Kez, uh, you're a little bit more active with, with the gaming business as I am. And, uh, in the last okay. couple of days, uh, I've started seeing, uh, things start to uh, flutter up for a little thing that happens every year called the electronic Entertainment Expo, uh, also known as E3. Uh, mm-hmm. You hyped for E3 yet? How are you feeling about E3? Well, um, I'm always scared in the, in the days and months leading up to E3 because you either get you either get a weird view on a lot of what you, what you're gonna see that you don't want to see, or you get this weird air of of shit's about to change you know like when the shit's about to change never necessarily means a bad thing it just is like oh something big is gonna happen and that usually is leading to like new consoles things like that right right now this year it doesn't really seem like there are a lot of changes happening on a major Mm. level like with console releases however comma it seems like there's one thing in particular that start that's starting to rev up a little bit, and I want to get your feeling on this, uh, so, and that is VR. Uh, how are you yeah. feeling about that? All right, so so I will say there are three big things that are supposedly happening this year at E3, and the first one is definitely VR. Right? People feel like coming into this E3, we're going to get the landscape of we're going to get the like the play, the the dotted out landscape for um VR of of what it's going to be in coming years and i still feel like leading up to it we're in the wild west period for VR we're in this period where everybody's trying to establish their hardware and then there's not a lot of software necessarily yet to push it because there are still people who believe in the arcade environment for VR, like this, this full on thing. And there's so many people trying to push that. And then there's so many different, like, I think we're settling in on the hardware types, which I like. I, that's what I wanted. That was the first thing I wanted is I wanted a settlement on 
this is kind of the style. This these are kind of the specs. People can go their own ways from here, but these are the general like this is the generality of what is good VR hardware. So we're getting into that. And I'm that's where I start to get excited. All the shit for it doesn't make me excited. I I hate I hate the alpha of things, you know, because I don't I don't feel like it's necessarily for me because I'm I'm generally a consumer. I don't I don't I'm not always super excited about the alpha period like everybody else has been. I'm I want the beta period. I want the beta and the full release. And that's where we're getting to, right? Is we're getting to this beta area where hardware is settled, right? We don't have to argue about that anymore. We don't have to argue about pixels, about all this shit. Now we need software to catch up. And and that's where my space, issue is. Yeah. That's where my yes. issue is. Because my my first issue with VR is, while I'm like you in, in that I'm interested in the the beta period and seeing what is happening now that the 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 guidelines for hardware is set, I am someone that always thinks of the common man. You know, um, I'm thinking about the people that don't necessarily have a few thousand dollars to put down on Mm -hmm. a device like this and then a pc that's capable of managing it i want to know what these companies are going to do to make vr available to as many people as possible that's what's important to me that's something why i i was always a little bit cynical about vr uh, in the same way a lot of people especially in the tech world we're pretty cynical about 3D TVs, and yeah, look how and 3D rightfully. TVs turned out. <laughs> I'm not totally writing off VR yet. Dot dot yeah, dot. Um, but I, I, I need was... I need to see, I need to see them in stores, bef- and to see the common man buying them. And enjoying games before I can really say, okay, this is a thing that's going somewhere. Because uh, back to what you said about the software, uh, I talked about this with Chris Ronan uh, yesterday and Petey Rave, too. Lately, I've been seeing a lot of this VR stuff, and maybe this is because of certain things I watch on YouTube. Not the ones you think but certain things on YouTube where I'm seeing a lot of just the same stuff over and over and over again. And then it's like, Oh, you can wear it on the Oculus. And I'm seeing mostly C level jump scare horror games. Yeah. And I said this on Monday and Petey Rave said this earlier today, where we both believe that a lot of the software you're seeing right now with VR is getting a bit lame, because all you're really getting out of it is reaction videos. You're not getting, like, genuinely fun games. All you're getting is the, oh my god, that was so scary, and now I'm in VR, and it's the craziest thing ever. Ah! But... I'm waiting for when I can see, like, hitting a 10-string combo in Tekken on the Oculus Rift. 
I want to see that happen. I want to see a playing Gran Turismo or whatever the next uh, racing game is on on the PS4, or the Xbox, uh, on a VR device. That's what we're looking for, and so far we're not even close to that yet. Yeah, so yeah, that we need that. Those need, a lot we need. Of the, we need some the, good software. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the current games and a lot of the current software is very in the tech demo stage, right? It's like, here, let us, let's show you what you can kind of do with this hardware so that other people will get, you know, um, will get inspired to make bigger, better things with it. Um, like I've seen some things that are really cool, but like you said, either it's horror stuff or it's really hardcore tech demo-y stuff, but it still has like really fun kind of appeal to it, but it's more of the like, man, this is fun because it's trying to show off what VR is, not necessarily, oh man, this is a really fun experience. Um, I you know, think like, that... I think that it better come because I'm not convinced yet. I, I like the, I like the concept. I like the hardware, but like with people, like what people were saying about the current gen consoles, like the PS4 and the Xbox One, it took a little while for decent games to start coming out. So mm-hmm. that's what we need more than anything. Yeah. Like all of this software need, I mean, hardware needs software, period. Yes. Um, I, I think, I think right now Sony has a good presentation of, of what they kind of want to do because it's, it's, hey, you know, it's 500 bucks, I think. And I think it's 500 bucks. Should be around five hundred bucks. That's not terrible. That's not terrible. I think it comes with the controllers, camera, and the headset for five hundred bucks. Let me just check. Let me fact check. (laughs) Uh, Let me. me. Sony Vive, and I think the Oculus is around five hundred as well. And then you're just using a PC. You know, that's really not bad. That's really not bad Um, at all. So, so I think price point wise, they're, they're good or most of them are good. Cause I think there's still a few that are at the $800,000 range. Um, yeah, and then, that, you know, that's what I'm talking about though. That, that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about though, Kaz. It's just that needs to, there's going to have to be a time where all of these companies, they start thinking beyond the tech demos and beyond the enthusiasts and start thinking about you and me who live on a budget, if you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, uh, so if I'm otherwise, this otherwise this will be, otherwise this will be the, the next example of the 3D TV. So if I'm looking at this correctly, the, the HTC comes in at eight. Um, that's the HTC Vive. Yeah, the Sony comes in at four hundred. Wait, no, four. All right, so comes in at three something for the headset. Then there's a bundle for five, and then uh, uh, Oculus is about six. 
Okay. All right. Well, those are not crazy terrible prices. No, they're not Except bad. For the what- you got to understand, you know, this is this is a very like most people are going to be like, are going to think, "Oh, that sounds like a lot," but you got to realize you're buying a, a kind of piece of hard technology, you know. Um, yeah, and and it is, is something that is still very 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 new. Uh mm-hmm. is. so I mean, this ain't the virtual boy. Well, we'll say that no. much. <laughs> Ask your older brothers. Ask your ask your friends in their thirties what the Virtual Boy was. Everybody, <laughs> um, Cass. Uh, yeah. Um, since we're still talking about games and one that could be in VR, there's a game that's caught my attention lately uh, in the last week or so. Uh, have you played Doom? Have you played the new Doom? I have not. Um, I saw Curly have, started. Have the you other watched day, any of it? I was I haven't up until like a couple weeks ago where I watched some people do an, a, a multiplayer in it and then I watched Corelli start it the other night and I was actually rather surprised because leading up to it it just seems kind of like uh, you, you know like uh, they're trying that again like and, and the thing you, everyone heard was that the multiplayer was really not good but yeah. I found myself watching. A couple of people on Twitch that I follow, uh, Kika, uh, my friend Kika, uh, she did a playthrough of Doom and it was terrific. And, uh, I watched Dance Gaming and man, that was a fun, fun game. I mean, it, like, I played, I played Doom 1, 2, and 3 back in the day and this was fun. It really was. I mean, everything about it. The the demons looked great. The guns were fun. The weapon upgrading was fun. The music was fantastic because, of course, it was done by Mick Gordon, who did Killer Instinct. So I really enjoyed the heck out of Doom. Yeah. yeah I it, mean, it th- th- there really was good. there have been mostly the reviews I have seen have been like the single player campaign is terrific. It's Doom. It's what you play Doom for. Uh, the multiplayer being eh. Um, I saw one reviewer, uh, who shall not be named, say that he didn't like it, uh, but he's, because it felt too much like nostalgia, uh, just cashing in on nostalgia, but then he finished it with, I'm just gonna wait for the next Quake game. And I was just like, come on, really? You, you gonna complain about Doom being too much nostalgia? And then you go talk about Quake? Man, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, sorry, so, I mean, it's, it's been rather surprising how, how much people have actually liked it and how much people are interested in it. So I'm, I'm you, totally you played, surprised. You played Doom back in the day, right? I played some. I, I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't like, I didn't hardcore it. I didn't like, I wasn't a Doom guy in the, that, you know, that sense of like, oh, yeah, man, I'm fucking, I'm into this game. Oh, yeah, let me, you know. But I was, I was very, I was a casual Doom player. Yeah, me too. But, uh, I, I remember really in, enjoying the heck out of it for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I really have enjoyed what I've seen of the new Doom. It, it looks like, it looks like exactly what you would expect a Doom game in 2016 to be. And unlike so, the last Doom game, uh, there was light and you could actually see things. So, um, the other thing, the other thing that you brought up, ET, ET, E3, that it made me think of was there is this rumor going around that 
that. All right, so Nintendo apparently has some like some new shit coming out, right? Like, but nobody really knows what it is. And then there is also this rumor that Sony is going the way of Sega, right? Like, uh, you're gonna what? slowly and surely back out of making hardware. You shut and- your whore mouth, Brandon Cooper. <laughs> Don't you do this I'm to me. Giving, I can't go I'm I can't go through this twice rumors. in my life. I'm just giving you the rumors, man. Um there is there is so so there is Wait, no, 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 no. What about that whole PlayStation 4.5 thing? So the PlayStation 4.5 thing allegedly is inter- is all this rumor mill about internal talks about uh, internal talks about the fact that the current PlayStation hardware won't be able to keep up once 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 and if the vibe the once and if the the Sony VR becomes a thing. Um, so there's this whole thought process that the current hardware isn't going to really be able to push the VR the way that they want it to. So they're thinking of an integral upgrade. That people can get like the the hardware can run it, they just don't think it'll be able to to survive as long as they want it to until they get to a PlayStation Five. So they're thinking of an integral kind of upgrade, like an a a intermediate upgrade between four and five that will let people who really 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 want right. to you know jump in on the VR thing jump in on it. Um, at a bundle price with slightly upgraded hardware that will run it better. Not necessarily, you know, what's going to be the next PlayStation, but maybe, you know how they kind of did those in-between PlayStation, like like the PlayStation Minis or the PlayStation Slims and things like that. I mean, once again, going back to Sega, this is what the 32X was. This is what the Sega CD was meant to be to a certain degree. So, yeah. So, that's what the rumor of the 4.5 is, is this this midline for the people who are super duper hardcore into. Right. Um, but but what are you talking about VR. with Sony like abandoning hardware? What no, 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 no. Not, not Sony. Nintendo. Oh, um, n- Nintendo abandoning hardware. Jeez, that's that. That's, that's even one of the rumors. That's one no. Of the, the other no. rumor is a Nintendo hardcore- likes core. Be- yeah, they like being in control of everything, right? Like they yeah, are the and Disney you know, like the video game world. Like, like super diehard Nintendo fans won't go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the other rumor for Nintendo is a hard push into mobile. Like the hardcore announcement, the hardcore like, hey, we're Nintendo and we're on your phones now. Like just straight like that's what the other rumor is. So those are well, those are the two rumors crazy. floating around for Nintendo. That's not crazy. That that's really not crazy at all to to have yeah. Nintendo. I mean, we've already got Miitomo and right, right, I, I right. would guarantee that if nothing else that was probably maybe like an alpha test mm-hmm. of what Nintendo is capable of on mobile. 
Mm-hmm. And they they had people create Wii's and connect to the Nintendo network. I would not be surprised if that was an early test for Nintendo yeah, on mobile. No, I, I would. The, I, I'm the, putting I, my my chips in that rumor way more than a Nintendo going the the way of the um, Sega. No, that that would be like I, I know quite a few like Nintendo diehards. And I shudder to think what they would do. Like the, you know, the ones that are just Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like, what what, what would the, they do? There, are, there are people in this world. There are people in this world that I, I, I will, I will respect and I will love. And you know, no matter how different they might be, I'll try to understand them. But those Nintendo hardware, those those Nintendo fanboys and girls, I, try, I don't I, and girls. I I just I don't understand them. I just can't. I just can't understand them. I just I don't understand. You know, maybe maybe it's still that Sega kid in me that that still loves Sega and still loves Sonic and and that has never had a Nintendo console since the original Game Boy. No, I had a Game Boy Color. Um, but yeah, me either. Me either. I I can't imagine that. I really can't. I don't get how you can just live in one gaming universe. Yeah. I I love that we live in an age now where the two major consoles have a decent amount of crossover. That's great Mm -hmm. to me. And the exclusives that each of them have, they're all pretty awesome. Everyone wins. Oh, that's the other rumor is the full-on, the full-on, um the full line which which i i put no no eggs in that basket at all at all but the full on like try to beat each other to the cross platform thing because there have been kind of middling rumors about more and more cross platform stuff being being accepted and let go um between PlayStation and Sony well, I think Microsoft um, and, and really has the upper hand on that because technically uh, porting things, uh, doing a cross platform between the PC and the Xbox is really not that complicated. And given that well, yeah. Xbox Live is run on Microsoft Azure and it's Microsoft's cloud, uh, it's, it, I would have to think Microsoft has a huge upper hand in regards to that i mean uh, killer instinct Funnily, now is cl- cross-platform um, so it's uh, yeah <laughs> excuse me funnily enough there's a lot of sony games that will will play more with pc titles than there are xbox titles sometimes or or there are more pc games that will that will easily cross with sony than they do with xbox and i think Xbox is trying to get ahead of that by trying to make sure that in this next this next go around they're the ones that like have that easier push cuz like a lot of these these third party games like you know like that kind of catch the internet by storm like the Rocket Leagues or some of these other fighting games you'll find that they'll come out on PC first then they'll come out on PlayStation then they'll have crossplay between the two, and then months down the road they come out on Xbox, and then they're only out on Xbox for months down the road. Then they're finally like, "Oh, okay, now you can kind of play on P- PC." 
a little bit. Yeah, I, of, I don't mind that least. so much. I really don't mind that so much because that's business, that's competition. I get it. You know, I, I I understand that I'm a consumer, and depending on what console I have, that might be a problem. But you know, business is business, and and competition mm-hmm. is competition. So that yeah. that just is what it is. Because I'm just that, gl- that I'm just glad that we live in a world now where cross platform is a thing and games major game releases can be out on different consoles and different devices yeah i just i don't know i find these things that are really really simple things are are and and like you said i understand it's competition it's business and i understand business but these things that could be so simple are made so complicated (laughs) like like you know, and then you have, and then once it becomes this thing that you have to do it, you have to be the first one to announce it, right? You get, like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get there. You're like, uh, 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 and, and then PlayStation can cross platform with Xbox. No, Xbox can cross platform with PlayStation. Like, we're first. Like, like guys, come, all right, calm down. <laughs> like, like, no, everybody's we, we, a winner. We, we let it happen. Everybody's first. a we winner. Let it happen first. <laughs> but in, in the end, it works out for everybody except the yeah. Nintendo kids. <laughs> yeah, we'll never we'll never cross platform with the Nintendo kids. And they don't want it that way. They don't No, want they don't. Way. They've got Pokemon Tournament. I, st- I still want a goddamn Pokemon MMO. I, will, I swear Oh, Kaz, have you seen Pokemon Tournament is actually selling more retail wise than Street Fighter V. Well I mean Street Fighter V, everyone knows now. Capcom really fucked that up. But, did they? Yeah. Did they really, really fuck that yes. up? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Um, they released it with not that many characters, uh, really no story mode at all. Uh, the online was good. Um, but they, what they did was, in the case of Street Fighter V, was they really released it, like, just for the pro scene and just for the tournament scene. And now that the DLC is starting to come out more and more, People are pissed because it was it was released at full price. It was the full sixty dollars when it was released. When all it really was was online mode and tournaments, and it was released on the the Capcom Pro Cop. So people that really aren't exactly didn't. like hardcore pro uh, tournament players are really into the fighting game scene. They were not happy. And just a few days ago, Capcom issued an apology about it where, like, yeah, we we acknowledge uh, we fucked up again because we're Capcom and we stay fucking up because we're Capcom. So, and yeah, uh, the numbers, Pokemon Tournament, uh, this first game that is only on one console is selling better retail-wise than Street Fighter Five, and this is this is Street Fighter, Kaz. Street Fighter. Well, isn't the isn't the Pokemon one a cross between Pokemon and Tekken with the Tekken um, engine? It, it, it is. It is a Pokemon Arena fighter, to where right. it is like the the scheme is very Tekken influenced, and um, the team at Bandai Namco had hands in it, but you could almost say it is. It's more like the Naruto fighting games. It's it's uh, more well, like the, yeah, yeah. The, just... the DBZ games more than that. But like the actual engine is very Tekken like. It's okay. the the, te- the Tekken is there. It's there. The, it's in the DNA. 
But again, it, Pokemon Tournament is really an arena fighter. It's not necessarily a, a 3D fighter like Tekken, well, yeah, no, like, know, a, like I, a virtual I know it fighter. Was more an arena fighter, but I, I was pretty sure the guys, some of the guys, or a, a guy or a few from the, the Tekken series, had some hands in like, oh, yeah. you want to put that there and put this over here. <laughs> like, and th- this is why I, I sometimes get a little antsy about it. But I will say because Bandai Namco is really taking their time with Tekken Seven. I'm practicing patience when it comes to Tekken 7 because yeah. Capcom did pretty much what everybody expected them to do with Street Fighter 5 and it blew up in their faces. Except in I the really, tournament scene. Except in the tournament scene. The future with going keep the, the continued path into fighting. Huh? Huh? Yeah, go well, ahead. The continued path into fighting games. I really feel like they need to take a little bit of a page out of the the um, MOBA kind of style of things. Not necessarily give the game um, away in for what free, way? right? In what way? Like let the, what they need to do is take take the game that you're going to release, put it out for about forty or fifty bucks, right? And then do the do the um. Either the season pass thing, right? So, so you, 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 you offer this season pass, right? And season pass is going to give you whatever, whatever, whatever you can throw in there to make it worth that extra 20 bucks, right? Offer the season pass. I, I will and, tell you that this is what Microsoft did with Killer Instinct. The, mm-hmm. the initial release of Killer Instinct was $20. And with each season and as characters came along and everything else, uh, if you paid full price, you got those for free. But then they would have season one, season two, season three, where you could pay another 20. But if you paid full price, you got them all at once. So you had the option of both. Mortal Kombat X, which is one of the highest selling games of 2015, uh, it, I, I think it was like top three selling games of 2015, has kind of done the same thing with the combat packs, where if you bought it full price, you get those, but you don't necessarily have to have them. But it's, but if you want them, you can, you can pay for them. Uh, and mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat X sold like crazy. And, you yeah. know, I, I'm really, and they've done two so far, and Ed Boon is talking about maybe a third one coming soon. So it sounds like Mortal Kombat X and Killer Instinct, which have done, uh, Mortal Kombat X, of course, exploded, and Killer Instinct has done reasonably well, as expect, as can be expected. Um, but yeah, Capcom, <laughs> what can, what can you say about Capcom? Yeah. Because then you, you like people are already getting trained for for earning slash paying for for customization and not gameplay mechanics, right? So you 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 give them the season pass. Hey, look, season pass. We're gonna release five more stages throughout the season as it goes, or ten. You know what I'm saying? The first the first season pass comes with five and six characters, right? And then the second season pass comes with eight, and then five more stages. Like the, those then, were the combat packs. That's exactly what the combat pack was. Right, and then and then 
make little offerings of like, hey, as you play through story mode or as as you get points on the leaderboard, you know, you, you get so many points, you turn those into things. You can get little customization things. You can add to characters, you know, for for a certain amount of points you spend, blah blah blah. Or you could just buy fucking your points for your fucking four bucks, and you can buy stupid hat for Ryu if you want like yep, these that's, things that's, that are like that was the combat so pack and that was simple to do and so that was the combat pack and it's, that was so also simple. what that's exactly what Bandai Namco did with Tekken Revolution Tekken Revolution was free to play uh, because it was more or less an unofficial beta test for Tekken 7, because uh, it had some of the things that we're seeing with Akuma now, because uh, it was, you know, essentially a beta test. So, yeah, again, this all goes back to Capcom. <laughs> Capcom yeah. never getting I, it right. Uh, uh, it's so easy to do those things in this ecosystem now. Like, I used to hate them when they first I used to hate those things, because I thought they were so, like, like, clamoring for for your wallet and even though they are they're just the perfect way to do it like yeah you know what sometimes you need to get a little bit more money out of that production than you put into it like like and that's fucking fine i'm okay with that just hire a marketing person and especially at this point in this ecosystem there are people who understand these things and and can can get you to do them for you like Kaz, um, I want to take a minute to move from esports to regular sports. Do you want to do a, a mini sports odds and ends? Oh, shit. Hello, this is Sports Odds and Ends. I'm King Kaz. Uh, this is not JBZ as my co-host. It's uh, DJM. Uh, hey, Kaz. I'm I'm doing the, the best JBZ <laughs> impression that I can. And, uh, yeah, I, I saw this story. Uh, you probably saw this story too about the NBA draft. Uh, did you see this story about the NBA draft, Kaz? I have With- not. Okay. All right. So I don't know how much you've heard about the history of the NBA draft, but people always believe that there is some kind of collusion, as they say in the FGC, some kind of conspiracy. C O N spiracy regarding the NBA draft. Uh-huh. Yesterday, the NBA draft lottery happened, and the Philadelphia 76ers got the number one overall pick. However, here's where it gets weird. Uh, former NBA great Dikembe Mutombo, who played for the Sixers, tweeted out... A f- yeah, yeah. That Dikembe Mutombo, not in my house. He tweeted out... No, no, congratulations. No. He tweeted out a congratulations to the Sixers on getting the number one dra- pick in the draft. However, he tweeted this out about three or four hours before the draft lottery happened. Now, he, he deleted the tweet and was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, no, I just got excited. I was overexcited. I was just hoping for the Sixers to get the number one overall draft. And then later in the evening... The Sixers got the number one overall draft. Coincidence, Kaz? What do you think? I see sometimes in those sports things, they think about how many times the Cleveland Cavaliers got the number. Kaz, think about how many times the Cleveland Cavaliers have gotten the number one overall pick, too. (laughs) Yeah. 
it's it's weird. It's it's odd. It's very very odd. Like I just it's I don't. <sighs> hmm. It's just it's so it's, and we, it's very we, strange. It's very we might and we might have to wrap up because you're going fifty six k on me. Damn it! Hold on. No, no, just go. Just ah, go. You piece of shit. Just go. Nah, Steam was trying to update. Um, so it's one of those things where, where I can't understand. Like, I can't grasp if it's internal talking. Like, hey, look, you guys are gonna. You know, we we already did it. We just need to do the showing of it. This is where everybody laid out. You know. And everybody's like, cool, great, all right. And, you know, then there's the trickle down of news. Or if it is straight up like, how much money you got in your pocket? I got about 10 million. Well, you just got a first round draft pick. You know, like, like. <laughs> do you wonder, Kaz? Do, do you wonder? Does it make you think a little bit? Oh, I. I, I do. I definitely do. I definitely I definitely think and I I, I, I feel and I'm trying to understand and I'm I just I, I gotta admit now this really this, made me just, think. It really did. It, oh, it's weird. It's weird. It's very weird. It's very weird. It's 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 something to keep an eye on. And uh yeah, there's a little sports odds and ends for you everybody with King Kaz and Jay. There Jay-Z. is a little sports odds and ends. They um, they do a podcast together where they talk about funny stories in sports. And uh Kaz sometimes. Kaz, along with sports yeah, odds and ends, what else have you got going on? I have got uh the DKG Well podcast, which right now is definitely the time to watch live. Uh if you have not been watching live every Sunday or about every Sunday, uh we do the show live. I, I try to find really interesting people around the internet uh, to come on, uh, read funny news Can stories with on? us. Huh? Can I come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, we. Uh, I, I had a. I had one of my friends who uh, does uh, uh, chatterbait stuff on the other day, uh, and it was a pretty good. Really? Show. Yeah. Um. But but they did, they did for a few moments have the deer in headlights and then they warmed up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely invite them on again because they're a good fun like interesting person. Um, so I I definitely need them to like come back on and and be who they normally are because it's very sometimes when when you have people come do a thing they get a little bit a little bit shy than what they normally are. Um, and it was Bitches. it was still fun though, uh, so definitely gonna bring that back. Do that again. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. I've been feverishly trying to edit this goddamn video for the DKG YouTube channel, um, so I can fucking start pushing and promoting that more. But god damn it, it's just like. It's been such a fuck. It's been such a trial and error. I've found out so many things. I found out even though you can drag and drop video files into Sony Vegas, when you go to render, Sony Vegas will be like, guess what? No. (laughs) (laughs) So I spent two days editing a video, got to my, got to my final cut. And I was like, this is, this is my, this is my work. This is my greatest event in life. Hit render. And they were like, 
nah, bitch. So I did the <laughs> I did the thing and I searched oh, that's the awful. internet. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. Got you know got got to that one YouTube video that's way too long for the explanation that I'm looking for. Uh, just to have the person oh, no. tell me, you, oh, you better you better watch that whole damn thing. <laughs> Uh, just for the person to tell me like oh yeah when you're when if you have this problem it's because sony vegas uh needs you to to like import video files you can't just drag and drop video files and i was like okay well i guess i'll just have to start over from the beginning (laughs) so i did that and i'm i'm actually going to switch over to premiere uh but, but when you have I, these videos and everything out, where can we find them, Mr. Cooper? And where can we find you? Drunk Kids Gaming. And where can we find you? And where can we find your photography? Facebook. Is it Facebook.com slash KingCaz? Or how do they do? How does Facebook do their fucking uh, Facebook.com yeah, mine, slash KingCaz photo? All right, cool. Facebook.com slash photo. I'm going to make sure you get your photography out there, Brandon Cooper, who you can also follow on Twitter at KingKaz. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Nerdy Black Guys. I'm David Majors. You know all the stuff I do if you're listening to this already, but just in case you don't, I I, I have to do this just to make sure. DeltaJulietMike.com. All of my podcasts, anime podcasts of some sort, Fanny Pack Wrestling, It's in Season, the the upcoming thing I, I might have about Lucha Underground, they will all be on DeltaJulietMike.com. And if you really like what we're doing here, and you feel as though it's worth it, Patreon.com slash DeltaJulietMike. Not a big thing, oh, yeah. a little mm-hmm. thing, even a dollar, a dollar. 50 cents, whatever. It's all good, even if you don't. It'll still be out Mm -hmm. there. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, wherever an RSS feed can be picked up. If you can't find the podcast by by name, Two Nerdy Black Guys, find it by my name, David Majors, or Two Nerdy Black Guys. Kaz, thank you again for doing this podcast with me. I feel like I don't say that enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, thank the listeners. Thank Absolutely. The, thank, the thank you for people. listening. You guys are great. I, I want you to know that, for real. If you're listening to this podcast, thank you. And, and <laughs> It sounds like this is going to be the way we're doing this. It sounds like this is our last episode. <laughs> just, well, thank Kaz. You, thank you. Thank you. Is well, it time? Kaz, Should we tell them? Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, all right. I think so. This is this is the nominal uh, quarter to last episode. There are only maybe forty more of uh, or four hundred more. Well, after Brandon, this. I, I just want to say I think we had a pretty good run. Uh, I yeah. appreciate you uh, hanging in with me all this time. And uh, these last these last three hundred episodes are going to be hard to do, knowing that yeah. this is it. That's, yeah. All right. So, so I say let's go out with a bang on the next episode of Shooting the Shit with Two Nerdy Black Guys. Mm-hmm. For Brandon Cooper, King Has, I'm oh, DJM, David Majors. Thank y'all for listening. <laughs>